Control quarters, general quarters, all hands man your battle stations, all hands man your battle stations. And now it's time for Tech and Trade with your host, James Big Jim Thatcher. It's Sunday, March 5th, 2017, and I'm James Thatcher. Well, guys, I want to talk today about an article that was in Forbes magazine that just posted uh, just today, actually, on March 5th, uh, talking about IBM and Maersk applying blockchain to their container shipping. And it's a really interesting case because I know a lot of tech shows have talked, specifically Daily Tech News shows, has talked specifically about blockchain and what it means uh, and what it could mean in the future. And so I'll include a, a link to the show notes uh, for Daily Tech News Show when they try and explain blockchain a little better. I believe it was two weeks ago from this recording. In this article, uh, they're talking about how IBM and Maersk work together to track a shipment uh, from Mombasa um, all the way up into Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And they use the blockchain for that. And then later on, they talk about how they took another shipment uh, coming out of Schneider Electric in Lyon, France, uh, to come through the port of Newark to deliver here in the United States. Uh, this is a really interesting situation, and I want to talk more about it because blockchain has the possibilities of completely revolutionizing paperwork, and it's a big deal when you can take and validate a commercial invoice or commercial details and be able to put that onus back on the shipper uh, from a custom standpoint, that's huge. In the United States, the importer of record is ultimately responsible for uh, the commercial invoice, the information on it, the classifications, etc., etc. By stating that the commercial invoice in and of itself will now be the responsibility of the shipper because you can prove that within the blockchain it came from the shipper, that's a big deal. Now, the classification will probably still be retained by the importer of records, so you can't get around saying, hey, these are duty-free because, you know, the shipper tells me they are. You're not going to be able to get around that, but an interesting side point with this is you can validate um, certificates of origin immediately, and this makes a big deal. In certain trade agreements in the United States, specifically NAFTA, if the trade agreement... Uh, country of origin certification is found to be invalid, you don't necessarily get a penalty from it, but you do have to pay the difference in duties. However, in a lot of other free trade agreements, the importer is held responsible and the importer is required to validate that they've gone through the process of validating that that free trade agreement was actually valid for those goods. So now with a shipper being able to validate it and validate it all the way through the supply chain, a question then could come to customs. Are we going to change the regulations to make the shipper more liable? Now, customs, at least the United States customs in the past has said, look, the problem is, is that our reach ends at the border. So we can't reach over into another country and do anything about somebody who is making false claims. But in essence, that's also kind of not true because customs already does targeting and enforcement when it comes to bad actors or bad shippers when they think that there is collusion or other issues going on. So they could take an action here. And I think blockchain might be the way it might be the nail in the coffin to be able to push home that this should be a time that we need to reevaluate. A couple other interesting parts in the article I do want to bring up. Uh, one subparagraph they talk about, and, and it kind of bugs me a little bit. I'll, I'll just be quite honest, and I'll read it a little bit verbatim um, in the use uh, in the terms of fair use. Um, they state that um, it makes it easier 
for the ports to know what is going to be coming uh, on that ship at time of arrival so they can turn around and unload the ship in a prioritized manner. That's bogus. I'm just going to flat out say this right now. That's bogus. Those ports have access to what's called the automated manifest system. They know before that vessel even gets loaded, what's coming, where it's coming from, etc. Now the carriers, the steamship lines may turn around and say, okay, this is a priority. This is not a priority. Here's our priority rankings. But as far as the ports making it more available to be able to say, oh, okay, well, these need priority because this is coming from a secure environment. That's not true. That's total hogwash. Uh, and I, I, will, I will just flat out say it's hogwash. Um, but what the more important point here is, is that if ports have visibility to the blockchain, I, I kind of have questions on this because there are a lot of things that the ports right now don't know. They don't know what the value of the goods are. They know what's in the container because that's part of the manifest, but they don't know what the goods are and what their value. I mean, they don't know specifically what the goods are and they don't know specifically value. And that can lead towards, dare I say it, pilferage. So some of our ports are not, I'm not saying necessarily in the United States, but I'm just saying around the world, ports are not necessarily the most secure places unless you know what you're doing and you're dealing with a secure environment. Where I see blockchain actually making a difference and where I see blockchain actually bringing benefit and value to the supply chain is that you have now a robust information data set that certain pinpoints can be shared with people without multiple filings being required. So as I've said before in the past, there are three filings that are required to bring cargo into the United States. The first is you have to file what's called an automated manifest system or AMS filing. This is done by the carrier that basically says, here's the shipper, here's the consignee, here's where it's going to go on the vessel, and here's what it is. Then you have what's called an importer security filing. So this has to be done in the United States by the importer. And the importer basically says a lot of the same things that the automated manifest says with a little bit more detail, such as instead of where exactly is it going to go, they have to state, okay, um, this is the actual shipper. This is the actual consignee. This is the actual buyer. This is the actual seller. Uh, here's the goods. Here's a tariff number associated with those goods, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there are some other requirements with the ISF that are required, the importer security filing, that are required. Uh, carriers have to give uh, actual data tracking on where the container is in the supply chain. Now, we've long asked, will customs make that information available to potential importers uh, to be able to see where their freight is in real time without necessarily having to go through a you know, company's database and, and basically make it more... Uh, standardized so that we can get EDI data as importers and exporters. We can get EDI data that shows us where's your goods actually at. And here's what we're telling the government. And here's what we're telling you. And it's the exact same thing. Um, customs have said they're not willing to share that information. And in fact, it should be a secure data. I think with blockchain, we can actually maybe make that a little bit better. Uh, the other thing that you have to file to bring goods in the United States is obviously a customs declaration. But if you look at it, You've got the majority of that information with the importer security filing. You've got the majority of that information with the AMS filing. The only thing you're adding to this is the value of the goods. That's it. That's the only thing you're really adding to an entry, uh, a customs declaration or a customs entry, when you're filing it into the United States. We've already got all this other data. So my hope is with the blockchain, we're actually able to turn around and speed up customs entries from being a long, arduous process to being a very quick very fast process that makes it more robust, 
um, makes flexibility for uh, supply chain experts such as myself or customs brokers or freight forwarders to be able to turn around and take the data and manipulate it in such a way that it's quickly accessible and quickly turned around so that we don't have backlogs at our ports. But that's just my two cents. For Tech and Trade, I'm James Thatcher. Tech and Trade is Creative Commons Attribution Sharelike 4.0 International 2015, James W. Thatcher. Opinions expressed are those of James W. Thatcher alone and are not those of his employer, The Daily Tech News Show, So Brilliant Limited, or Tom Merritt. For comments, queries, and or show ideas, please contact us at Tech and Trade on Twitter. And follow our website at The Trade Nerd. That's thetradenerd.com. Music provided by Andrew Allen. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>